All right, notice in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 11, it says, But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating or drinking. And they say, He hath the devil. The son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. And that's the title of my message this morning is Wisdom is Justified of Her Children. Now, what does that phrase mean? Wisdom is justified of her children. I think it very simply just means wisdom, it's proven right of all who follow wisdom. For something to be justified or someone to be justified, it's not that they were just declared not guilty. If I were convicted of a crime, I could be found not guilty, but I'm not necessarily justified. Okay, For example... O.J. Simpson, all right? Everybody still thinks he's guilty, even though he got found not guilty. And he was found not guilty, but we wouldn't necessarily say he was justified. There was never any real proof that he didn't do it, all right? There was, I guess there was never any real proof that he did do it, but either way, he didn't go away from that justified, all right? And there's a lot of times where there's things that come up and you're never really sure what the truth is, but whenever justification is involved, that's where we've got proof. And wisdom is justified of her children. So in other words, those who follow after wisdom, I mean, it gets proven right all the time. When you follow after wisdom, and you are going to, you're not going to be disappointed. And But the problem is, there is a false wisdom that's out there today. You've got multiple groups claiming to be the ones with the true wisdom being the real wise people, we see that the uh, wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, but you know what? The wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. So how do we know for sure which one is right? How can we identify it? Because there is a way to identify it because wisdom is justified of her children. At the end of the day, the true wisdom is, is going to show itself. We will, at the end of the day, know who is right. The one who followed after the worldly wisdom, they will be proven to have been wrong the results will be clear versus the one who follows after true wisdom. It'll be very clear they did the right thing. But in the meantime, while we're going through life, how can we know that we're following the right thing? And how can we know that we're on the right path when you have so many people out there saying, you know, I'm right and this other person, I'm right, they're wrong. How can we know for sure? And so the truth is, you know, the true wisdom, it always lines up with the Bible. We believe the Word of God is the final authority. But you know what? I'm not just saying that because I'm just supposed to say that or because the Bible says that. Wisdom is justified of her children. The Bible has proven to me, personally, that it is always right. And it will to you if you'll actually follow it. But let me show you some things just to kind of, just to show how the Bible, you know, it just, it cuts through. It gets to the heart of the matter. And if you, uh, if you look at what the scriptures say in these things, I think it will help you know if you're following the true wisdom of God or the false wisdom of this world. We've got to understand there is a wisdom out there or a false or a self-proclaimed wisdom that is a false wisdom. It says in Romans 12:16, it says be of the same mind one toward another, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate, be not wise in your own conceits. You all see that? There's a lot of people that are sitting around today that think they're wise. They think that they show great wisdom. In fact, they're very impressed with themselves. You ever know anybody like that? That just, you know, they, they were always the smartest person in the room and they knew it if you, if you ask them. And they do, they think they're wise. Well, how do we know that that's not us? 
How do we know that we're not the ones sitting around thinking that we're the wise one? How do we know that we're not wise in our own conceits? Because there is, there's that self-proclaimed wisdom. We've got a lot of people out there that are just, they have, they have declared themselves these wise people. Maybe the news media has declared them wise people. I mean, good night. If Dr. Phil says that it's got to be true, right? You know, or if some of these talk show hosts are, I mean, they have proclaimed these themselves all these things. You know, Rush Limbaugh, he says that he's right like 99.6% of the time. That's what they've documented according to him. I mean, so surely he's wise, right? You know, we can trust those statistics, can't we? Y'all are looking at me like, you know, that's not the case. But, you know, how do we know? Alright? A lot of people are claiming these things. You know, and we know, we want to know who to follow after. We want to know what the true wisdom is. How do we avoid, you know, not following after just a self-proclaimed wisdom? I'll bet if we were to find a liberal talk show host, they wouldn't agree with Rush Limbaugh's statistics about being right 99 point whatever percent of the time. I think they'd have a different opinion. Which one's right? You know, there's the falsely named wisdom. Look what it says in Romans 1.21. It says, But that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. So these people that were calling themselves wise, the Bible says, tells us that they became fools. So we want to avoid that too. Because obviously, you know, we're striving for wisdom. We're looking for wisdom. We want to have that wisdom, but we want to make sure we're getting the right kind of wisdom. But understand, the people who go around talking about how wise they are usually aren't very wise. It's just like the guy who goes around that has to talk about how tough he is. He's usually not very tough. That's just a fact of life right there. And I've noticed this with some preachers too. The preachers that go around, this is something Baptists like to do, the ones who go around talking about how independent they are all the time usually aren't very independent. Alright? It's just, if you've got to be saying it all the time, it's because there's something lacking. And it's probably because you are not that. Okay? People who are, you know, doing right and who are confident, they don't need to talk about these things. They don't need to talk about themselves. And there is a self-proclaimed wisdom. There is a falsely named wisdom. These people professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. But a true wise person, somebody who's really wise, they don't need to say it about themselves. Everybody else is going to be saying it about them because of the fact that wisdom is justified of her children. They're going to be able to see that, hey, this person's doing the right thing. This person knows what they're doing. This person's getting the kind of results that anyone would want to get if it comes to raising a family. Hey, this guy's doing a good job. You know, he's raised good kids. Wisdom is justified of her children. This guy, he's, you know, he's happy in his life. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's been successful. He's got a good marriage. He's got this going for him. He's got that going for him. The, the person, but the person who's going around just declaring it all on themselves, they're usually the biggest failures. And it is. It's a lot of these television personalities that, you know, it's the people, a lot of these television personalities that want to talk about marriage, some of them have never been married before, or they've been divorced several times, and yet they're going to try to tell us how to, we should be, you know, run our marriages. That's foolish. You know what? These are people proclaiming their own wisdom and the Bible says they're fools. But true wisdom, it's one that other people are going to see it. It's going to be, it's going to be obvious. There's going to be some clear results that are seen. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 1. Now, I think Proverbs chapter 1 and Romans chapter 1, it's amazing the way 
these passages go together. We're going to kind of look at some verses in both of them because they're basically saying the same thing in Proverbs 1 and Romans chapter 1. But in verse 20, we'll start reading there. Something you need to understand about true wisdom. All right? True wisdom, it's, ready, it's readily available for all who want it. Okay? If you want true wisdom, you can have it. You don't have to be a real smart person. You don't have to have a college education to be a wise person, to have true wisdom. There's a lot of intelligent, intellectual people who have a lot of degrees that do a lot of dumb stuff. You know why? Because they don't have true wisdom. They've got a false wisdom. Look what it says about true wisdom in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. It says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Wisdom is available. It's, it's comparing it to someone in the street making a whole lot of noise. Wisdom is calling out to people, saying, hey, how long are you going to enjoy being simple? How long are you going to enjoy being stupid? I'm right here. I'm available. I want to guide you. I want to help you in your life. I want to make you happy. Here I am. Uh, and they're in the cheap plates in the streets. There, it, Wisdom, it goes to the place where everybody's at. Why? Because it's not a hidden thing. There's a lot of groups out there. There's a lot of cults out there that they all seem to have this hidden wisdom that nobody else has. You know, they have their secret societies. Listen, and these people too, they will proclaim themselves as something really smart. I talked to some cult members one time from here, right here in town, and they were, they were talking about just how difficult it is for some people to understand what they teach. It just goes above them. And they were saying they knew a lady, they've been trying to get in their church, but it just goes above her. And they were gonna they were gonna give her our church's information because she could understand this. That's what they told me. And and I'm just thinking, you know, and they're trying to insult me with that, but I, at the same time, I'm thinking, you know what? Thank you, because you know what? True wisdom, truth, it's available to anybody. Anybody can be saved. You don't have to be some special person that's got these special powers and that have done all these works. Salvation is not of works. Salvation is simple to understand. And true wisdom, it's the same way. It's available to all who want it. But here's the problem. Not everybody wants it. Not everybody wants it. And there's a reason that not everyone wants true wisdom. And if you're somebody that's getting pulled into the uh, false wisdom of this world, there's a reason for it. I'm going to show you that here in a little bit. There's a reason that you're gravitating towards this. There's a reason that true wisdom, it's right out there in the streets. It's, in, it's right out there on Main Street. It's screaming, it's hollering, it's making a lot of noise. But you know what the problem is? He's simple. He said, how long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? Some people like being ignorant to the truth. They don't want to know the truth. You know, how many of you like it that they put the calorie numbers, you know, next on the menus at McDonald's and things like that? You don't want to see that. Hey, I want to eat this junk and enjoy it. You know, I don't want to see the numbers. Don't throw that in my face. You know, but I guess they make them do that stuff. You know, let people know it's kind of a health hazard uh, eating, eating a lot of these things. But, you know, we would rather remain in ignorance. You know, those of you that made stuff for fellowship today, if you see me eating it, don't tell me, don't tell me what you put in it. All right? If it's healthy or not healthy, or sometimes there's this ingredients I don't like. And if I know it's there, I won't eat it. You know, ask my wife, ask my mom. All right? They've done a lot of cooking for me over the years, and they, they know how I am with that kind of stuff. And, 
But you know, we sometimes people would like to be simple on these things. We want to just go on our merry way. And pride many times won't allow us to be corrected. It says in verse 23 of Proverbs 1, it says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Okay, it's saying, Turn you at my reproof. In other words, listen to my correction. A reproof is a correction. You need to turn. You need to change your ways. You're doing the wrong thing. You're not following after wisdom. You're following after foolishness. And it's time for you to take a change in direction. Look what it says in verse 24. It says, Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have set it not on my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. So the people out there that are suffering the, the life of a fool and the consequences of a fool, these are not people that were just unlucky. These weren't people that just were victims of a bad education or something like that. These were people who ignored wisdom that was calling out to them. They ignored it. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't change their ways. And so now they're suffering. And wisdom, kind of cruel here, is saying, I'm going to laugh at your calamity. I'm going to mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, your destruction as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil." illustrate this to you in kind of a modern way of what's going on. This is the way wisdom cries out and the way we reject and then the way wisdom mocks us whenever we finally start calling out. Okay, So for example, wisdom is screaming in the streets to say no to drugs. Alright? It's, I mean, the, the, the proof that it is bad is all over the place. Just see some of the bums that are out there. Just, I mean, you know, don't make me go and get descriptive about drug addicts and the life of a drug addict. It's a pretty nasty life. It's a horrible life. You know, we've got a police officer here. He could probably tell us some stories that would make our skin crawl with things that he's seen. Just being a police officer, dealing with people that are on drugs. When you see somebody out there that's just making a fool of themselves, their life is a wreck because of drugs, you know what wisdom says? Don't do that. But here's the thing. We've got a lot of young people today that they despise wisdom. They see, they've seen these people. They've seen the burnouts. They've seen the results. Even in their schools, they'll show them videos and they'll teach them about these things and the dangers of them. And you know what they do? They reject counsel. They reject knowledge. And then finally, what do they do? After rejecting and rejecting and rejecting, they go and they try drugs. I mean, they got to go out of their way to do it. They got to go break the law to do it. They got to do it behind closed doors. They got to do it in dark places. And then they go, and many times, I mean, bad things will happen the first time they try it, and yet they continue doing it. And then, many of these people, after all of these drugs, they end up messing up their life. They end up messing up their health. They end up losing their jobs because of what they've done. And now here they are. They have no job. They have no money. They're about to get thrown out of their house. They need food. They don't know what to do. And then often, they call for help then. 
that's when they start calling for help. But you know what? Then it's too late. I had a guy one time come. He he. Uh, we were out knocking doors and started talking to me. Talking to uh, we, I was talking to him and he started talking about all the help he needs. He was talking about how he got involved in drugs and because of that he lost his job. And he's committed this felony and that felony and so nobody wants to hire him. And now I'm about to get. He's like I'm about to get thrown out of my house. What am I supposed to do? Is there anything you can do for me? I'm thinking you should have talked to me before you committed all those felonies. You should have talked to me before you did all those drugs. You know, I wish I could just bail people out of their situations, but I can't. I can't just bring a stranger into my home and his girlfriend and all his kids that are, that are living with. I can't just do that. I can barely afford to pay for everything for my own family. I can't just pay his bills and pay his rent. And you know what? Sadly, there was nothing I could do for the guy. I, you know, you just have to walk away and move on. And then there he is, just left to eat the fruit of his own ways. And you say, well, that's, that's, that's cruel. You know, wisdom shouldn't laugh at that. Wisdom should help him find a way to get out of that. Wisdom did everything she could to stop him from getting into that. And he rejected it. Just rejected and rejected and rejected. And now he's eating the fruit of his own ways. And the thing is, too, the whole time, he's doing it professing himself to be wise. When I used to go to the detention home, it was amazing how many of these kids are in there. They're in jail for drugs. And, it's, and a lot of these kids, they thought they were superior Mentally, it's amazing how many potheads think that they like are just superior. They like have this this knowledge and this peace that helps them with this drug. And I'm just thinking, how are you so much wiser? You are sitting in jail. I'm going to leave here. And I'm going to go home. You're going to act like you're smarter than me. Sorry, I'm not convinced. Wisdom is justified of her children, and foolishness is justified of her children. And foolishness is proved to be, you know. End in horrible places every single time. And that's where they're at. You're sitting in jail. I'm going to go home. You know, the proof is in the pudding. But yet, while we've all seen this in our life, people are still going after drugs, aren't they? I mean, we've all watched cops. We've all seen those things. And yet, people still do drugs. People still. You hear about all the drunk driving accidents. You've seen the drunk people on cops. You've seen drunk people in your own life. And yet people still are going to go into a store and they're going to pay money to buy stuff that's going to mess with their brain and make them do stupid stuff. Why is that? It's a rejection of wisdom. Yeah, but you know, the, you know these people do it. Then, you know, what about all these politicians who do it? And these you know, people who profess themselves to be wise. But it's a false wisdom. Don't listen to them. It's the proof is in the pudding. You want to stay away from that stuff. It's bad for your health, but yet people reject and reject and reject. They get in a mess, and then they want wisdom to bail them out. I'm sorry. You leave here today, and you go get drunk, and you go and you have a car wreck, and you kill somebody, and they put you in jail because of it? Don't come to me asking how to get out of that situation. You know what? Wisdom is going to laugh at you in that situation. There is no wisdom that's going to get you out of there. You're going to eat the fruit of your own ways, and you say, that's mean, that's not fair. No, it is fair. You, you heard it, wisdom cried out, and you rejected it. And listen, true wisdom is something that if you want, you're not going to have any trouble finding it. It is there. It is available. It's crying out in the streets. But here's the thing. Sometimes we like our simplicity. We love being simple. We want to do our own thing. We want the fruit of our own ways, not knowing what the fruit of our own ways is. And so, you know, we need to, we've got, we've got to watch out for that stuff. True wisdom 
If you've got to go into some small group somewhere of elitists, where they're the only ones that have the true wisdom, that's not true wisdom. Okay? Wisdom cannot be found in the cults. It's not going to be found in the secret societies. It's not there. Just like the true gospel. Okay? The true gospel that will get people to heaven, it's easy to understand, and it's easy to claim, and it's available to all. Salvation is not for a group of good people. Some people started out horrible. They came from horrible homes and horrible situations that where they were not taught right. They were not taught morals. But thankfully, it's not about having morals. It's about where you put your faith in. And it's not of works. So you know what? Even if you come from a horrible background, even if you've made a lot of terrible mistakes and you've committed a lot of sins, thank God, the blood of Jesus, it covers all sins. Thank God, He will call. He will answer the call of all those who will call on Him for salvation if you will just believe on Him. It's that simple. Salvation is so simple. It, it was explained in just a few words. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's that simple. But yet, many people don't get it. Why? Because they are professing themselves to be wise. They think they know something better. They think they've got. They think they've got a better way. And so the false wisdom, the false wisdom, the one that's out there, that counterfeit that we often attempt are tempted to go after. This false wisdom is one that appeals to our own lust. Look what it says in Psalms 81 in verse 10. It says, I am the Lord God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice and Israel would none of me. So I gave them up unto their own heart's lust and they walked in their own counsels. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me and Israel had walked in my ways. I should have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto Him, but their time should have endured forever. You know what God said? Because Israel rejected me because they wouldn't listen, I gave them what they wanted. And God here, He's, he's lamenting the fact. He's saying, oh, if they would have only listened to me. You know what He's saying? I would have given them something better. I would have given them something that would have made them happier. I would have given them something that lasted forever. But you know what? Because they wouldn't listen, I gave them what they wanted. And what they wanted ended up being something that they did not enjoy. It ended up being something that ended up hurting them. And God said, I wish they would have just listened to me. If they would have walked in my ways, then they would have been fine. And that false wisdom is one that appeals to our own lusts. In, in Romans chapter 1, Verse uh, in verse twenty four. Let me turn over there real quick. Romans one, because remember, Romans one is very similar to Proverbs one. Kind of the same concept is taking place there. In Romans one, or in Proverbs one, it's talking about wisdom. In, in Romans one, I believe it's talking about you know things of God and salvation. But it says in verse twenty four, says wherefore these are the people who professed themselves to be wise became fools. These are the people who rejected God. Okay, they rejected and they rejected and they rejected. And when it says in verse 24, it says, Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Because these people kept rejecting God, God finally said, Okay, you know what? Fine. I'll give you what you wanted. God gave them what they wanted according to the lusts of their own hearts. And as a result of that, it ends up destroying them. It ends up turning these people, they turn into a bunch of perverts. And uh, we're not going to go through all the things that they did, but a whole lot of wickedness took place. Why? Because 
they rejected wisdom. They rejected the counsel of God. And so God just he gave them up to those things. Okay, here you go. Not only am I going to let you do these wicked abominations, I'm going to let you think you're having fun. I'm going to let you think that you're doing the right thing. I'm going to let you think you're wise while you're doing it. And in the meantime, while they're doing all these things, while they're destroying themselves, because God's given them over to this reprobate mind, now they're not going to call on God. Now they're not going to get saved. These people, they are now what we would call, what we, the Bible calls reprobate. They've been given over to a reprobate mind. And so now they are, they're going to, these people are going to go on their merry way, live wicked lives. The proof that their lives are going down the wrong path, I mean, it's right there. The proof is right there, but they won't be able to see it because God's given them over to a reprobate mind. And, and it's because they rejected, they went after their own lust. And the, th- the way most of us operate in life, the way most of us interpret right from wrong, wise from unwise, it's all determined on what we like and what suits us and what's convenient for us. That's what false wisdom does. We just off the lust of our own flesh. Look what it says. In, uh, turn back over to Matthew 11 where we started. In verse 18, I want to show you something there in Matthew chapter 11, in verse 18. Because here's the truth. Alright, the Bible is an amazing book. I believe the Bible is perfect. I believe the Bible is without error. I believe that the Bible is is easy to be understood. There are some things that are deep and some things that are difficult where you got where you have to do some study. But did you know that even the Word of God that has so many clear scriptures in there that just leave no room for doubt in anything? If you really want to, you can make the Bible mean whatever you want it to mean. You can, you can do that. You can find a verse somewhere that looks that way, or you can interpret things. You, know, you can make the Bible mean whatever you want. There's a lot of different religions out there that are all using the Bible. And you think, how could a person open this Bible and come to this conclusion? Because they're filtering it through their own lusts. That's how they're doing it. And we all can do that, all right? We've all experienced this in our own lives too. Where have you ever said something to somebody, and then they like went and interpreted it another way? Right, maybe that only happens to pastors, but there's been a lot of things I've preached before, and people are like, "Well, you said this." I was like, "Really? You know, actually, no, I said this. Yeah, but that really means this." Well, I don't know how I meant that because I've never even thought that before. All right, and that happens sometimes with husbands and wives. You know, it sometimes happens in different relationships where you say one thing and somebody else interprets it another way. You know why? Because we often interpret things, you know, from the wickedness of our own heart. We can off, we will often see somebody do a good deed and we will interpret it as something evil. You know why? Because we have an evil heart. You know, somebody can go and give somebody 20 bucks and one of us, he'll be like, oh, they're just trying to do that thinking that's going to help their chances of getting into heaven. Well, they're just doing that, you know, just you know, so other people will see them and they can look like they're just so spiritual and so caring for the poor. See, I mean, somebody's doing one thing, but you have you've taken that thing and you've turned it into something evil. Why? Because you have an evil heart. And so that that's how people think. Watch out. Watch out. When you go and you start judging other people's motives, you usually reveal what you are in your heart. And those of you that are just down on everything that everybody does, you might want to keep it to yourself because you are showing your true colors in the way you judge other people. 
The Bible teaches that. So just watch out for that, all right? If you see somebody, you, know, you ought to, if, if you want to fool us, all right, you probably should judge things in a positive way and say nice things about people and not be so nasty to everybody, all right? And that would, that would help uh, anyway. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. Matthew eleven eighteen. all right? Showing how people can just make things mean whatever they want. It says, For John came neither eat, eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath the devil. Okay? Now, what does the Bible tell us about John? He ate locusts and wild honey. Okay? So it's saying he didn't come eating or drinking. It's not saying he never ate or drank anything. It's just he lived off the land. He didn't eat the pleasant things. He didn't drink the pleasant things. And people saw that and they're like, Man, this guy's demon possessed. This guy has a devil. Look at what he eats. You know, he doesn't enjoy things that normal people like. Therefore, he must have a devil. But then look at what they said about Jesus. The Son of Man came eating and drinking. Hey, Jesus ate the good things. Jesus ate the good food. He drank the good drinks. And they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine bibber. So here we've got Jesus doing one thing, got John Baptist doing another thing, two opposite things, and yet they come up with an evil, you know, conclusion with both of these guys. Why is that? Because they're just judging according to their own evil heart. They didn't like what John the Baptist preached. They didn't like what Jesus preached because they were preaching the same thing. And so what did they do? They, in their wisdom, they made both of them evil based on their action. But you know what? The truth is, Jesus said, but wisdom is justified of her children. Hey, you all are saying, you said John the Baptist has a devil. You're saying I'm a glutton and a wine bibber. But you know what? You can't ignore the fact that the things that we are speaking, these things are truth, and these things work. And you know what? The proof is in the pudding. Jesus Christ, He came, He healed the sick, He raised the dead, He cast out devils. He's doing one good thing after another, and He's saying, you know what? Why can't you all see that what I'm telling you is truth? Wisdom is justified of her children. Look at what I'm, listen to what I'm saying. Look at the works that I'm doing. And there was no doubt that Jesus Christ was who He said He was. There was no doubt that Jesus Christ was good, but yet people would see Jesus do all these good things, and yet they would come to an evil conclusion with Him. Why? Because the things that Jesus was doing, those things were of the Spirit. And these people were of the flesh. And the true, or the false wisdom, the false wisdom that you're in danger of following is one that appeals to the lusts of your heart. It's one that appeals to your flesh. And that's why, it's, first off, it's important that we're saved and that, we're, that we've been uh, spiritually resurrected. That, and that way, you know, the Holy Spirit can guide us. And that's why we need to study the Bible so we can find out, hey, what does God say? Because my flesh says this is okay. But you know what? God's Word says something different. And we can know to follow those things. So people... We often interpret circumstances in our lives to based on, or we interpret things to our benefit or to fit our own agenda. In Luke chapter 13, turn over there real quick. Luke chapter 13. I think this is pretty uh, revealing what Jesus is trying to show these people here. He says, There were some present at that season that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering and said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Okay, you have these Pharisees, you have those down in the southern kingdom, Judah, 
that you know they were kind of the more purebred Jews, thought they were better than everybody. You had those up in Galilee where there was a lot of intermingling and stuff, and they saw how and the people up in that northern area, they there was a lot more sin in that area. Alright? That was obvious. And so these people, they would see how something bad happened to this group, and they're thinking, these people are worse than everybody else. But what did Jesus say? Hey, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Or those eighteen upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them. Think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. They saw that I mean an accident, a tower falls down and kills these people. Surely they must be worse than everybody else. Jesus says, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. You know what he's saying? You're all sinners. He's like, you're all sinners. Destruction is coming for all of you. But these people, they were looking at circumstances and they're using that as a way to prop themselves up and make them feel better. Well, the power's never fallen down on me. You know, I've never had this happen in my life. You know, if somebody has cancer, you know, God must be judging them. You know, really? You know, you're, you know that. You know that for sure. Why do people say that? It's a way to make themselves feel better about themselves. That's what. That's all it is. And I've said before, I'll say it again. Somebody who's on our team, if they have cancer, the devil's fighting them. If it's not on our team, God's trying to judge them. Isn't that how we are? That's how we are. What We're making things fit our own lust. That is what people do. So those who are seeking true wisdom, all right, those seeking true wisdom, they are going to come to Jesus Christ. Look what it says in John 3.16. All right, everybody knows, everybody knows John 3.16. Everybody knows this. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Salvation can't be that simple. It can't be so simple that just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Surely you've got to do some good thing. Surely you've got to go to church. Surely you have to get baptized in order to go to heaven. Surely there are some good things that you've got to do. It can't be that simple. Yet the Bible is very clear that it is that simple. It is very clear that Jesus Christ paid for the sins of the whole world. Yet man's wisdom keeps saying, no, there's got to be more than that. Now what's making them think this? Alright? Let's keep reading. It says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. You all see that? Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Jesus Christ is that light that lighteth all men that come into the world. Many people, they have a problem with the Jesus-only salvation because they say, well, what about the people in other parts of the world? Jesus is that light that lighteth all men that come into the world. Anyone who does not come to Jesus Christ is because they don't want to come to Jesus Christ. Say, so, well, you know, you know, there's a lot of places where the name of Jesus it's, it's hardly named, and where you know these people don't know any better. It's not fair to these people. Hey, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 19, the heavens declare the glory of God; the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech; night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the world. Anybody in this world that desires the true wisdom, anybody who is, you know, is wanting salvation, 
they will come to Jesus Christ. But people don't. You know why? Because men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And this is what's amazing. Alright? You can't, there, there is no place in the Bible that says in order to be saved that you've got to do this and this and this and you've got to give up this sin, you've got to start doing this. There, it's not there. The Bible is very clear that salvation, it is a free gift and that it is not of works. But what is one thing that is clear about salvation? You do have to acknowledge that you're a sinner. Do you not? You have to acknowledge that you're a sinner. You have to admit that you're a sinner. Now that shouldn't be hard. But it is for people. You know why? Because let's keep reading. So it says, Men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. You know what it's saying? They don't want to know the truth. Because here's the thing. If people realized, if people knew, if people knew that their sin was going to send them to hell, you know what they do? They turn to Christ. And if they knew, if people were, if they knew the truth about the sins that they're doing, they wouldn't even do the sins. They would at least make a strong effort not to do those things. You would not be able to enjoy. There are some sins that you would just not be able to enjoy knowing the truth. And there are, and me as a believer, I don't have to keep being good in order to keep my salvation. But here's the thing: the Bible is very clear that I'm going to stand before Jesus Christ one of these days. I'm going to give an account for the things that I have done. So you know what? There's some things I'm just not going to be able to enjoy doing because I know I'm going to stand before God and answer for those things one of these days. So I can't enjoy it. Listen, I can't go out to the gambling casino and get drunk and you know gamble all my money away. and I can't go and just get involved with the lust of this world and the filth of this world. I know I'm going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ one of these days. I'm not going to have fun doing that stuff. I'm going to be miserable doing that stuff. And many people who are in the sin, that are in the sins of this world, it's like deep down inside, they know something's wrong. They know that they've got a problem. They know that they need a Savior. But here, and there's that light. Jesus is that light that lighteth every man that comes in the world. And they know that if they go towards that light, He's going to shine a light on their deeds. They're going to see that they're a sinner and they won't be able to enjoy those things anymore. And so you know what they say? I like darkness. I'm going to stay over here. And they end up rejecting. And as a result of it, what do they do? Well, you got to tell yourself. You know, Nobody's going to admit, well, you know what? I'd just rather, I, I've decided I want to be a fool. And therefore, you know, the Bible says the fool is sitting in his heart there is no God. But why is it the atheists love to talk about how smart they are? It's like that guy who has to tell everyone how tough he is. It's because he's not really tough. That's why atheists like to talk about how smart they are. Because the Bible says they're fools, and they know they're fools. And so what do they do? They've always got to talk about how intellectual they are, how educated they are, how they follow science. That's what they have to do to cover for this gaping hole in their life. Because of just the clear, obvious fact that they are a fool and they have they have rejected. And I do I do believe some of these people, some of these atheists, I believe are one hundred percent convinced and really do think they're smart. You know why? Because they've been given over to the reprobate mind. And they're going to continue on in their destruction. 
with no way out. But you know what? That's not most people. That's not most people. And there may be some here today. Maybe you know you're you're just you're just trying to figure out what's right. You just you want to know what's right. You're hearing all the things out there. And listen, the the false wisdom of this world is a self-proclaimed wisdom. It's one that where they got to talk about themselves. It's one that's for these this elite group. But the true wisdom of the Word of God, it's one that's available to everyone. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be college educated to get it. And that true wisdom, it's going to lead you to Jesus Christ. Because you know what? A lot of people want wisdom because it'll help me have more money. It'll help me have a better life in this earth. I can have bigger houses, nicer cars. But you know, the Bible says, what is the problem, man? If you gain the whole world, lose his own soul. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? True wisdom is going to get you to take care of your sin problem first. It's going, to, it's going to get you saved first, and then it will help you with the other things. And if you're, if you're going to reject salvation, then it's not going to give you the other wisdom. And the wisdom of this world, it can help you make some money, and it can help you have some nice stuff, for sure, if that's what you're going for. But hopefully, you're smarter than that. Hopefully, you understand those are the lust of your flesh, which is where the false wisdom is going to lead you. And so, there are no other ways to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You say, why, why is it Jesus only? Because Jesus is the only one that paid for sins. Jesus is the only one who lived the perfect life. He is the only one who died on the cross for the sins of man. He's the only one that rose again. He is the only Son of God. It has to be Jesus Christ. The reason there is no other way to God is because salvation was purchased by none other than Jesus Christ. No other God even claims to have purchased you or paid for your sins and died for your sins. No other God even claims to be holy other than the true God. And at the end of the day, all the debates, all the arguing in the world, it will never cause the world to come to a single conclusion. It's like, that's what everybody wants. And we just all got to get an eye on something. But what will always be and what always has been is God's Word is truth and Jesus Christ is the only hope for man. And all those who follow true wisdom will not be disappointed. It says in Romans 9.33, As it is written, Behold, I lay in sign a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. If you decide, you know what, I'm going to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you will not be ashamed. Romans 10.11, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And if you've got a problem with coming to Jesus Christ, the problem is, according to the Word of God, is just that your deeds are evil. And you just, you just don't want to. You're not a victim. You're not somebody that just said, you know, has a, a special need or anything like that. You've got to go some other way. No. You are, your deeds are evil and you love darkness. That's all there is to it. And you know what? You just need to say, forget that. I'm going to come to the light. I'm going to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for uh, sending your son to die. On the cross, we thank you, Lord, for purchasing our salvation. We thank you for making salvation easy. We thank you for making it available to all. And dear God, I pray that if there's one here who's never received that gift of salvation, I pray that they'll receive it today, that they'll call on you for salvation. Lord, those who are saved, I pray that they will uh, seek after that true wisdom that only comes from you and from your word. And you'll help us to stay away from the lust of our heart that often cloud our mind and get us tripped up and confused. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and...